Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest, wonderful repeat guest, is Kerry Hummingbird. Love is fierce, healing the mother wound. Uh, we do really need to heal our wounds, our mother wound, and love is fierce it is so much more powerful and has so much more energy and so much more force than hatred does but that's something that we need to be talking about today the current state of the world demonstrates clearly how we have been touched by the mother wound for thousands of years mothers have been disempowered shamed belittled and abused as a result our world is torn apart by greed competition neglect the environment shame judgment blame abuse of all kinds and war and she says if you're reading this you are one chosen by your ancestry to heal the mother wound um She's got a wonderful book, Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. And uh, she also has her own show, the host of the Soul Nectar Show. And we've done a wonderful show before on her work, etc. I invite you to come back and listen to that too. But today it is about the beautiful, wonderful, fierce energy of love. Boy, do we need that in the world right now, don't we, love? Yes, we sure do, Sarah. We need a lot more love in the world. <laughs> Or we yeah. need to understand what love is. I think that's kind of the, the thing is love is there. It's, it's in everything we see and everything that we do, everything that we touch. It's just that we haven't stepped into that energy, have we? We've been step, stepping into the energy of lack rather than the beautiful abundance of love, which is around us and in us all the time, if we would only see it. And there is that, um, you know, little leap of consciousness that you have to make where you surrender your self your decisions your everything to the greater force that guides everything all that is mm -hmm. you know god source creator great spirit whatever the word is that you use that is the force and that's the force of love and when we're in denial of that when we encounter all the opposite of that we encounter separation mm -hmm. and in separation we encounter fear and we encounter you know anger and things we're trying to make things go our way and they don't go our way the way we want. And so we, we have resentment and anger and all those mm -hmm. things. They all happen from being disconnected from the awareness that we are part of the one, the all that is, which is love. Mm -hmm. It's very corny. It's in every song, you know, it's, it's what everybody strives for in life, love, to be loved, to love something, to love life, uh, to be a part of that love vibration. Uh, why do we feed so much the, the disconnect is it that people have got a kind of a plug and they're, they're just trying to put it somewhere i need to plug this in somewhere to ignite my love but they're putting it all in the wrong places yeah absolutely whenever we rely on somebody outside of ourselves to feel loved to feel um safe secure that is going to result in some disappointment and disappointment is going to result in you know more behavior to try to get what you want from outside of you so we've you know, we've been living in this model of like, 
power over, trying to get mm -hmm. power over our environment. And power doesn't come from that place. It comes from within. It's power within, love within. Mm -hmm. So we have to make that shift within ourselves to love within, love within ourselves, power within, and connecting to that which is greater than us, which is, you know, the oneness, God's source, creator, universe, whatever your word is. Mm -hmm. And it's in the denial of that that we feel we have to have power over because we feel separate and small and out of control and scared and all of those things. And essentially, all of these patterns get passed to us through our mothers, you know, because we're all born from a mother. We're all born from a mother's consciousness. So whatever's in the mother's consciousness gets passed on to us as we're in her uterus forming mm -hmm. and shaping our little brains and our little hearts. And when we come out into the world, we're guided by her teachings, by her worldview. So it's, you know, it's actually a very ingenious system if you think about it, because when you're a soul coming into this incarnation, what better way than to have be programmed in your mother's uterus to know what the world's going to be like when you come out, mm -hmm. right? Like it's ingenious. So you already kind of know what's, what's going to come, but actually um, that is also your opportunity to shift right now at this, especially at this time, at this time of great awakening, is to become aware that uh, you were programmed. You were programmed by your mother and that was passed down through the lineage. So you're actually programmed by your ancestry. Yes. And everything your ancestry experienced comes to you in your mother's womb as ancestral DNA. Mm. And it shapes your consciousness. <laughs> You nurture you the mother, you, you nurture the child, right? You nurture the mother, you nurture, yeah, we, yes. a lot of people, we don't know that because right. we've had thousands of years of, of, you know, putting women down and, and demolishing any source of inner power that they mm. had. She's been more so, of a factory, really, yeah, you know, and a caretaker, exactly. you know, than revered for, for really, you know, the inner goddess that a woman is, you know, we create life. And that life doesn't stop the moment you give birth. It is a constant feeding of possibilities and, and nurturing of the opportunities uh, that we see in our child. But if we as, as a mother are broken or disconnected or feel alone, or as you said, all the ancestral uh, discontent and disconnect that's there, uh, it is being passed on to the child, you know, moment from conception. And that child is born of lack already because it's born through the lack of the mother. So we really need to nurture our mothers, our women, in order to bring forth a fruitful and abundant um, generations to come uh, that feel empowered by the love that the mother is exuding out because she feels the love, she is the love because she has been shown the love and being permission to be the love. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a definition of love that mm -hmm. needs to be redefined. Yes. <laughs> because a lot of us think of mothers and we think, okay, a good mother is one that is always patient, loving and kind and always present and always helping you and always like never has anything going on of her own, you know, so she's pulled right. in a thousand directions and she just does, 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 does. Sacrificial yes. lamb does, does for yes. everybody. Yes. But that's actually teaching us also how to be that way instead of how to take care of ourselves mm -hmm. so when a mother does the behavior that she's been told is like the you know that's what the perfect mother looks like when she does that what happens is she gets pulled in a thousand directions and then at some point she collapses because nobody can sustain that kind of 
giving for too long. Not without being rejuvenated, without being fed herself. What do you think? We, you know, we, we need to be fed in order not to run on empty. And how many women are running on empty? And then they start breaking down, just like any vehicle will. This body needs nurturing, needs love. So does the psyche. So does the spirit. We, we need this in order to be able to share. A woman filled will always be a woman sharing that abundance. But if nothing is given back, if there is no time to rejuvenate, she'll give until her last drop. But then she'll drop herself. And she'll drop. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone will be like, what happened to her? Mm -hmm. So by now. And then the already... blame and shame comes in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then if you if you realize that this is that self-care, the moment a woman realizes that self-care is not selfish, mm -hmm. that it's actually necessary. By then, your children have already been programmed with the, with the mentality that, you know, that mommy is just going to do everything for me and handle everything for me. And then you, when you stop doing that, as I did, personal experience with this, when you stop doing it and you say, oh, whoa, wait a second, that's not love. Like that's, that's a version of love, but there's a greater love. And the greater love is, is teaching your children and demonstrating and modeling for them how does one take care of oneself without becoming codependent on other people mm -hmm. for your needs. Mm -hmm. And the only way to teach a child that is to help them to become that person that does for themselves. Yes, well, the, the old teach them to fish, right? Um, yes. There, there was a statement made the other day, give them a fish so they f are full, so they do not fish hungry. And I thought, well, it's food for thought. You know, a full stomach has more security in going out there and fishing. But does a hungry stomach, so, you know, really go and look for the best spot to fish <laughs> because they really are hungry and they're driven. So there's always that question mark around there, isn't As a parent, we always want to make sure our children are fed uh, before they experience hunger. So there's always a conflict with a, with a mother on how much we do for our children and how much we need to let our children do for themselves. Exactly. And that's, you know, this is where it's a shift in consciousness. So, mm. you know, those of us who have had... Um, through circumstance, maybe a mother who uh, wasn't the ideal in the in the cultural paradigm, the ideal mother, you know, that there's gifts inside that. There is gifts inside having a mother who was um, not around. There's mm -hmm. gifts inside having a mother. There's gifts inside neglect. There's gifts inside emotional abuse. There's gifts inside all of that. There are gifts because that forces you to go to that wound and heal it yourself because yeah. there isn't somebody else that's going to heal it. Mm -hmm. You know, and ultimately the great spiritual path, the, the, the ultimate, I don't know, pinnacle, I guess, is that you become your own mother. You become your own, your own parents. You reparent yes. yourself yes. with the highest vibration available that you're able to, to collect. And that's really, you know, accepting life as it comes to you, accepting that your soul signed up, like, you know, checked all the boxes and mm -hmm. said, I'm going to have these experiences. And then you're having them. You're here having them. This is the experience. Yeah. And not to become crippled <laughs> by them, but to learn. To you learn. Know, how strong I am. How courageous I am. Oh, I didn't know I had those abilities. I'm so much more than I gave myself credit for. And that's all part of our self-discovery. And I think that so many people, and I know for myself, you know, I went through my own gestation of, of uh, that self-discovery of discovering who and really I am, not through the eyes of others, but through my inner eye, through the, through the universal source's eye, and to become the person I was meant to be. 
Um, and you, once you give birth to yourself again, you know, and you really then hold yourself in that nurturing, in that love, you understand how important it is to love yourself. And we're not talking about ego. We're not talking about narcissism. We're talking about really, truly loving who you are, why you are, what you're here to do, and who you are as a person. And it becomes a glow within you of acceptance of self, your meaningful purpose, what you're here to do. And that glow then is received by other people. But we've got to be willing to go through the process to get there. Yeah, and it's, it is a process because when you when you begin, usually most of us begin feeling, you know, sad for ourselves for whatever situation we got that wasn't exactly what we wanted it to be, mm. right? And, and comparing to other people and saying, oh, I wish I had a mother like that or, oh, I wish my family was more like that or, oh, I wish I'd had this. And really, um, the journey is to come back around and realize that everything that happened for you is perfect for you for this life incarnation that you chose to have. It's ideal. Everything is ideal. It's always perfect. It's perfectly imperfect. It, it looks mm -hmm. terrible. And then when you go into it, you realize through this inquiry process, oh, this was exactly what I needed. Because if that didn't happen to me and that didn't happen to me and I didn't react this way and this didn't mm. happen, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And then my purpose wouldn't be unfolding for me in this way, which is beautiful. So it's, it's like this, it's this ability to, to switch and change your mind about it. And it, it only happens when you're ready because you can't really fake this stuff. I mean, you're either ready for it or you're not. Yeah. And if you're yeah. not ready for it, you're just going to be, set, you know, in a blame, shame game and all yeah. judgment game. That's just like normal. And then when you're ready for this part of the journey, like this other whole thing opens up and you are really able to realize, oh, like this was all for me to grow me in a mm. certain way. Mm -hmm. Now I came to this, Sarah, because of my own relationship with my, with my mother and it got highlighted when my dad died. My dad died three years ago. And, and when he died, the vacancy of my dad, kind of holding the fort and keeping the peace, it just revealed all the shadows and all the patterns that had been there the whole time between mm -hmm. me and my mom. And uh, it's been rocky road, you know, because, wow, these patterns are there. And what do you do with these patterns? And what do you do with the patterns when you're the, you know, when you kind of want to work on them, but maybe not everybody does, right? right? So I'm the person that want to work on it. <laughs> so I like, okay, I want to figure this out. Like, how can this be? And during along the process of inquiry there, one of the things I did was I, I really uh, love human design. I think human design type is pretty interesting stuff to get your human design chart and go mm -hmm. check that out. <clears throat> so I looked at my human design chart and I was looking through, you know, what are my, what am I here to do? What's my soul incarnation plan? You know, what are all these things? And then I thought in one moment, it took me a little while to figure out to ask this question. I said, oh, I wonder what my mom's is. And so I go and look up my mother's and it's like the opposite of mine. Mm. And it's, and it's everything she is like it described her to the T. Yes. And I thought, okay, she signed up to be this person exactly like this. All the things that she, that she thinks about, she works with, she struggles with the things. This is her. Right. Right. That's her and, journey. And I signed up to be her daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I needed her to be that way in order to help me get to the place I wanted to get in my life journey. So it's all perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you see so many times, you know, people um, 
and various shows. I love I love shows like you know The Voice or anything. I love seeing people get a chance in life and and uh, sing and warm people's hearts and and so many of them say you know I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mum she believed in me she sacrificed she worked three jobs you know to help let me go to music school or whatever the case is and it's absolutely wonderful because now we see the mother so proud and joyous that their child is fulfilling their dreams but sometimes you look at it and go but okay mum but what about your dream what about your dream? Was it just to be the, you know, your children's, ignite your children's dreams for them to be on their own journey? But what about you? You're entitled to a dream too. You're entitled to something more than what you have dutifully taken on. And I think that's uh, that permission that so many mothers need. It's okay for you to be selfish with yourself. <laughs> And look for something that's meaningful for you. It doesn't mean you're abandoning your children. It means you're enriching them in the long run by enriching yourself. Yeah, and they're always watching, right? They watch yes. all the time. Yes. So with my children, you know, I made the decision that I would step out of my corporate job and start doing this healing work because this is what my soul was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. My soul said I had a personal experience of a healing and it was so powerful and profound. It really rocked my world. It woke me up. And I thought, wow, like nobody should sit on a couch talking about their problems for 20 years. Nobody should do that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. That exactly. is so painful. And I did that. Mm -hmm. And having done that, and then I go to this energy healing and everything is like changing and moving and I can feel it in, in you know, 45 minutes. It's all different. I thought, whatever that is, I'm doing that. I was so passionate about it. Yes. And I still am. And so I started pursuing this job. It's not the easiest job to walk in, you know, to a business networking meeting and say, so I'm a, you know, shamanic practitioner. Or, oh, I do this healing work, you know, and people look at you cross-eyed like, because mm -hmm. they're plumbers and, you know, yes. like, <laughs> the twilight and, zone has come. Real estate agents. And they're like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you mean. And it took a lot of courage to get out there and do that. And my boys watched me do that. They watched me take on this 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 occupation that nobody understood what it was mm -hmm. you know people are people even had a proud time believing it could be so like oh it can't be so no we go to the western medical doctor for that it yes can't be exactly so. yeah so they watched me do that and they watched me frustrated they watched me you know stressed out they watched me all you know go through this process and now like guess what now they're watching me after, you know, 68 weeks international best-selling book, the mm -hmm. second wave book. Exactly, bravo. They're, they're watching that happen now. So what have I taught them by, by showing them the process of following your heart's desire, following your soul's purpose? I've shown them the ups and the downs, the persistence, the not giving up, the stepping, 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 even if you don't feel like it. I've demonstrated that for them. Yeah. You know, so it's a huge gift. Yes, and that's the importance, you know, I have, um, I have a, a challenge in my life, a physical challenge that it challenges me every day and, and there are good days and there are bad days. And, you know, my kids are always worried about me and uh, always worried about this and about that. And I said, stop looking at me as broken. Um, you know, when I started doing this eight and a half years ago, it was just, oh, it's just a little hobby. Nobody really took it seriously. And now they're seeing the kind of people I interview. They're seeing me being interviewed on big, huge platforms. And suddenly it's like, well, maybe mom has a voice because we've got to understand our kids will always see you as mom. 
they don't always see you as a woman who is evolved right it, it's the and it's almost this in some ways can be a little scary for them because they you know they sometimes want the apple pie mum you know somebody they can go to put the head on the shoulder have a good cry get a good hug which i still am big hugger um even during covid when i see my kids the hug is there the whole point is is that we need our children to see us as individuals as women who are pursuing something that means something to us and that you know we are more than either our challenges or our motherhood we are also women with a calling that maybe took us a little later in life to discover exactly and in finding that and discovering it is a gem because yeah. that is really the goal that every single soul really desperately wants on the inside is to find their life purpose is to find the reason why they're here and to live that purpose. That is like the, the gold standard, you know, when you can actually do that, woohoo, you know, and yeah. for some people, for some women, it might be being a mother is that purpose, that purpose for them. They feel it in their heart and they're, I've met women like that. I have friends like that. And they say, Carrie, this was my purpose purpose. I feel it in my heart. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's beautiful. And for me, it was my purpose to learn how to be a mother, but also it was my purpose to, to learn how to mother like the whole world, like right. to yes. show up mm -hmm. and, and nurture and, and guide and teach and, and do everything I can to make the world a better place. So I think that we have to honor that we all have a unique soul's curriculum mm. and the mother you got was the mother you needed. Yes. So, if we can start from that place, the mother you got was the mother you needed, and then you can backtrack it. It's like, well, what's the core wound? What's the thing that I didn't get from my mom? Like my um, my son who's uh, 18, we've had a conversations recently because it, during this time of me focusing on my my purpose path, and also with some, you know, his older older brother <clears throat> having some things I needed to help him with. You know, he felt like, hey, I, I kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, I did everything myself. Yeah. You know, I, I had to fend for myself. I had to figure out school myself. I had to self-motivate. I had to, you know, get all my work done and I didn't have any, any help and things like that. And he was really upset about that. And then we had this conversation and I said, you know, look what it did for you. Mm -hmm. Look how powerful you are. Yeah. Like you are so disciplined, so organized, so you get all your work done. You get great grades. It's like hardly an effort for you. It's amazing because you trained yourself mm -hmm. to take care of yourself. And that is beautiful. You know, I don't have any fear about you going to college. I said, I'm excited about you going to college because I know you're going to get the most out of it because you already know how to discipline yourself. So, I mean, I was here every day, you know, I was always yes. at home. Yes. But, uh, but they, you know, on these interviews or something, they can't, inter you know, interrupt you because they're in their room, right? right. <laughs> they're in their spot <laughs> of the house. You're supposed to be having this interview. So it's just, it's interesting because, you know, for my younger son, he got a very different experience than my older son, mm -hmm. but yet he's, he's doing great. You know, he, it really served him the way things worked out served him greatly because of how you can see it in the flourish that he has right now and in his heart and his, his eyes, you can really see the sparkle. He's taking life by the horns and going for it. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and so every child has their own path and, and every mother has her own path. And there's no like, that's why they're often asked, Sarah, like when I got pregnant, isn't there a book that tells you how to mother? No, there isn't. And why? They're generally written by men. <laughs> because, because it's impossible. How would you yeah. write that book? You yeah. can't. Yeah. It, there is not one size fits all. No, no. 
and, and you shouldn't be bringing your child up with a manual. I think this, you know, for <laughs> me, um, meeting other mothers, first time mothers, second time mothers, you know, forming our own groups and supporting each other. And it's, uh, oh, you know, my kid did this. Oh yeah, mine did that and I did that. Oh, you did, did it work? And that's you know, that camaraderie between other women um, and, and learning as you go, being open to listen to other people without judgment and uh, trying things out. I mean, that's what motherhood is about. It's, it's a lot of trying things out. You don't always succeed. You know, I've had my kids criticize me because, you know, they reached a certain age and I went and took a journey on my own life. And it was like, I wasn't there for many more. And I said, but you are young adults. I've been there for you. It was now time for you to go and be always there for you when you need me. I'm just a call away, but it is time for me. And that, that was a bit of a shock for them to go through. Uh, no, there aren't any manuals out there. There's a great deal of support when you come together as a group of mums uh, to support one another. But we should also encourage one another to be more than just the wife label or the mother label but also to be you know the nurturer of herself and her own passions and dreams yeah her own passions and dreams yeah and a lot of mothering is intuitive and mm. it's because you're connected with your child you're always connected with your child and there's a lot to learn about boundaries too oh like, yeah <laughs> there are times when i've had to do some things especially with my older son where i didn't want to do it because it was tough love yes yes and i didn't want to do that it was hurt my heart but yes. i knew it was the right thing to do yes and so i had to do those things and you know you don't really see if that were if that was the right thing for years and years and years yeah. to come so it, you, you're always um in this space of leaning into your intuition to discern what's right in this moment for this particular situation for this particular child and me and so there isn't you, you, there's no way to distill it into a set of like, okay, step one, step two, step three, and a handbook. There right. isn't that. No. <laughs> Nor is this, you know, um, you can disapprove of a child's ch choice, which I did with one of my children. And I said, I love you. I love you desperately, but I cannot be around who you are right now. And, you know, when you've worked that out, I'm there for you. And um, they came to a crossroads in life, which one road would, would have been easy, but they would have paid for it in a different way. And then there was the other road. And that love that I had for them suddenly wrapped their arms around them without me even being there. And they said, no, I couldn't do that to you. I took the other path. And that's, that's when you find out years later, you know, that, that your just unconditional love is there. Um, love should never be conditional. You can most certainly speak to something you don't like of choices they're doing, but it never should be. I'm not going to love you because of them. I will always love you. I just don't like who you are right now or the choices that you're making. But sometimes they just have to make them and you're there afterwards when they're ready to come back and say, OK, you know, that was the wrong road. I'm taking a different road now. Can I have a hug? Yeah. Hugs are always available. Oh, God. You know, yes. <laughs> It's tough to watch your child struggle. Yes. It's really hard to watch them. And and the urge is strong to try to fix it. Yes. And you can't fix it for them. Well, that's, that's the same the with the children, thing. though. That's the children, like my own children trying to fix me. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, the more you're trying to fix me, the more you're making me feel broken. 
right? So it's the same thing. You know, you didn't like me trying to fix your situation. Let me discover it on my own, mum. It's the same thing. Just be there for each other with lugs, hugs and support, not with conditioning or not with you should do it this way or you must do this or you must do that. Both of us have to find our own journeys. Just be supportive of it. Yeah, absolutely. I had this wonderful conversation with uh, uh, Don Jose Ruiz, and he talked about how uh, you go into an art gallery, you know, and you're going to look at someone's artwork. Mm -hmm. You don't bring your paints and your paintbrushes to like paint over their artwork and fix it. Yeah. I don't like this bit. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to change it. You know, Picasso didn't have it right. I need to straighten the lines. <laughs> so he's like, you know, you, you, that's, that's the same. You, yeah. you respect other people's mm. journeys and, and the respect, family respect that can them. respect each other, you yeah. know, respect each other's journeys is the one that's in the long run going to survive um, relationships is respecting each other's journeys. And knowing that your journey is very different than your child's. Like my mom's journey is very different than my, I mean, just looking at the human design charts, it was like the opposite. Yeah. You know, he's a fixed yeah. position. I'm a transformationist. That's who mm -hmm. I am. So that's just one small example of how different we are. And, and yet we each have a purpose. We each have a, a role in the family without saying it's like a, you know, like what you're talking about, an archetypal role or mm. a, um, a box that you're put in. But we do serve a function. We do serve a purpose within our relationships and it's all designed so perfectly. And this is really where we can have just such the greatest amount of appreciation for the divine mother, mother earth, this, this earth school that we're in and just how powerful this conscious planet is at pitting us up against exactly who we need in order yeah. to grow us into diamonds. We were just, we're placed exactly where we need to be in every moment, in every conversation, in every exchange. And it's up to us to see that and to say, okay, I have one teacher on this planet and we're all learning from the same teacher and we're all growing through this experience too. So and that's the important yeah, thing. Humble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, growth. I mean, right now we're in transformation. Mostly the world is in transformation. Mother nature has just put her foot down uh, you know, more hurricanes and tornadoes than ever before. And, um, you know, we, we have shown that when we stay indoors, how Mother Nature thrives, which is like, you've got to learn to share humans. You've been dominating this world and you've not been sharing it with other species. You've been taking, raping and pillaging and you have not been seeding or watering. And, you know, this is a wake up call for all of us at the present moment to, to really kind of review our own practices um, review what's important in our own lives, but to this planet, to the lives of others, and to renew our own perspective, our own actions. And it's a fabulous time to actually look at that because the energy is right for us for this change. The energy and the wind is pushing us forward into a higher consciousness of the love vibration, which resonates at a higher hertz, but also in, in respect, self-respect, respect for one another, consideration, um, compassion, and understanding. I find it hard to have understanding of all the people in hate over there. But I understand that they are so disconnected because they're not connected to their heart. How can the soul speak if the heart isn't open? 
So they're just working constantly in rage and a dialogue that's going on in their head. And they don't know how to tap in to the heart and soul because they haven't opened up the heart. So what we can do is send them love, keep sending them the love vibration and hope at some point they exhaust themselves and the hate and the love will find its way in. But we can't change the hate, can we? Because that's their, their choice, their path. Yeah, we really can't change anyone's choice. I mean, yeah. even our own children, we can't right. change their choices. And if we try to meddle and change it, then it gets actually worse. Resentment, so, yes. Because then there's resentment and then they feel your judgment and everything yes. else. And, yes. and this is what causes so many of the challenges in relationships. So yeah, our relationship with the planet is also important. Um, I just came back from Peru, as you know, and, mm. and yeah, I was watching all of your explorations over there. You look like you're having a wonderful time. That was amazing. And a lot of the reason why it's amazing is because the, the shamans, they understand that they don't call themselves shamans. They, they, the Chakarunas, you know, Pampa Masayuk, Gautama Masayuk, different names. Um, but the shaman people know what that means. Uh, they, they know how to communicate with all that is. They know mm -hmm. how to communicate with the mountain spirits, the apus. Yes. They know how to communicate with the plant medicines and um, all of, they know how to communi communicate with the elements. They're at the yes. water, the fire, the air. And, and this is all in the language of, of learning how to communicate with the earth and her consciousness and mm -hmm. all the ways it expresses itself. And when you learn how to do that, magic happens. I mean, <laughs> yes. when you learn how to do that for yourself, like, you know, you'll be going through a life challenge and it's so much easier because you know how to call in the Apus, the mountain spirits for support. You know, um, one of the things we were cultivating on this trip, something I found really helpful in my journey is a mesa. So a mesa is uh, medicine stones that you um, capture your life journey and turns your wounds into wisdom. Mm. And in your mesa is an opportunity for you to connect with the apus and connect with the earth and the plants and the animals and everything you want to connect with. You can be inside your mesa and it, it becomes like this. It's your heart. You know, it's like, oh, I love myself and you can mm. hug it. You know, you can hug your mesa. It's got a beautiful mastana cloth made by the Caro people. And and so it's a way to help the indigenous people as well. But. My, many of my students on this trip, they, they received their, their Mesa, you know, and, and the beginning of their Mesa. And it was so powerful to watch them connect because it helps us connect with ourselves, but also with the earth. Mm. It helps us connect with all of the earth's allies. The stones are in there. That's the stone kingdom. It helps connect with the, with the mountain spirits and the elements. It's just so powerful for your spiritual journey to have something you can hold and hug and that's tangible and real and and it's it's working with you because you know if anybody's worked with stones and crystals you know those things are conscious they're not just yeah inanimate I've got all around me here yes yeah, yeah. they're not just inanimate <laughs> objects yeah, they're exactly. real yeah <laughs> yeah I, you know that the beauty of nature is that it's always consistent and it's always here to teach us and it's saying look when you're ready to connect we're there i mean i you know i look at us as a forest, human beings as a forest. In a forest, it doesn't matter what tree you are, what age you are, what state of abundance you are, whether you've broken down, because even when you've broken down, life comes back from you. It's the way they feed each other through the roots, through the matrix, the way they communicate with each other. And that's what keeps them safe from man, not necessarily. But, you know, it's it's that camaraderie of coming together and nature works with nature all the time. They work 
together. And I think we're probably one of the few species that doesn't understand that we need to work together as a collective. Each one of us bringing our own beautiful instrument to the orchestra. And that's the only way we create a symphony. It's a not what the soloist and that's it. You have a beautiful gift to share out in the world. Share it. Let those matrix, let those vibrations go out there and, and find you know, that, that other orchestra in which to play in because nature will always show you how. It will always show you how to ignite, how to connect, pay attention. It's a wonderful lesson. Yeah, and the more we can realize that the earth herself is conscious mm -hmm. and, and that we're made of earth. Yes, and, and, and you know, universe, all the particles. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> yes. But you know, these bodies are made of earth and they live on earth. So, you know, once we realize that collectively, like there, this is a closed ecosystem and there isn't like transferring this body to any other planet and like surviving successfully, mm -hmm. you can, you can, you know, be out of the body as a spirit and go incarnate yes. into a different vessel on a different planet anytime you want. Right. But if you can't take the human vessel and place it on some right. other planet and expect it to survive. So, you know, we really, as human beings, we need to consider that this is a closed ecosystem and that the earth is conscious. We are made of earth and we belong here. And we need to start paying attention to what the earth actually needs us to do for her. Yes. So that we can have a place to live. You know? Hello. Hello. Like, it's time to spring clean. Open. It's time to repair. You know, it's again time to renew. It, it isn't about what the earth can do for us. It's what can we do for the earth because the earth is constantly abundantly supplying us. But exactly. we're not living in gratitude. We're living constantly in lack. Oh, what I've got isn't enough. I need more. Why do you need more? Because you're looking on the outside constantly for something that lays within you all the time. Yeah, it's like they, they have um, in the Caro people, the indigenous people in Peru, they've got these little hands that you can buy. They're like little stone hands. Mm -hmm. And one of them is like this. And the other one is like this. And it's give and receive. Mm -hmm. It's give and receive, give and receive. And so we have, we've been in a lot of receiving. and Yes. And actually like taking, really. Yes, <laughs> like absolutely. Taking, gluttonly, gluttonly, yes. And we need to learn how to, how to give first. Yeah. And then how to gracefully receive. Right. Gracefully is the big word there. Right? Exactly. Don't and just when, take. Receive. Receive when, is in gratitude. <laughs> when, you, when you get in this flow of reciprocity, the give and receive, yeah. it opens your heart, actually, because mm. you, you realize you don't have to protect and defend quite so much. Right. You can relax. Mm. And you don't need to be so afraid of everything. And if you don't see, you know, Martin Luther King says, you know, you don't ever see the whole staircase. You only see the next step. Mm -hmm. That's really true. When you have a mission as big as Martin Luther King, you don't see the whole stairwell. You see the next step. And we have to get comfortable with the giving and the receiving just with one step at a time. And we'll be led to the right place. And I always tell people, if you see the whole staircase, that's your ego. So you're playing too yeah. small. <laughs> right. And, the, you know, the beauty of being wondrous people of wanting to explore life is that you don't need a manual. You don't need a map. You're going into an unexplored territory for you. It's an what adventure. You, it is an adventure. What you do need is kind of skills and tools that you've learned along the way from people 
that have taught you along the way in your backpack to walk forward with and that when you come to a crossroads you don't know where to go or when you land yourself in trouble there will always be someone there to help you you know open up to receive that help in gratitude it now goes into your backpack and you're now able to walk forward but if we're constantly looking for the map what's the next step what's the, where's the next destination how long do i stay there uh, da, da, da. you've missed the point of living living is in the moment and each moment being an exploration absolutely i, I totally agree with that you know it's it's so important for us to learn how to receive, learn how to listen, learn how to step with spirit in the moment, not be so concerned about what just, you know, what happened and so dwelling so much on the past and all that. I mean, it's important to look at it. I look at it because I'm a healer. So it's important to look at the shadows and, and heal that stuff. Yes. But then it's also like, put more of the energy on the future, like put more yes. of the energy on the present, put more of the energy on what could happen and the adventure unfolding, like right before your eyes. And you get to a space of gratitude when it's like Christmas morning and you know, you wake up every day like that. It's pretty exciting. And the thing Fun. is, let's, let's take Christmas as a metaphor right now is that, you know, people look forward to Christmas, you know, gift opening, being with family, which of course I know is under a big question mark this year with COVID, but we look forward to it. Now, if Christmas was here every day, we would take it for granted. Right. So if we're looking at something like we've planted seeds today and every day we water, we nurture them and we know at some point they're going to grow and they're going to reveal itself. And there's going to be a gift there that we're ready to open. And wow, this gift is going to be absolutely wonderful and so purposeful to us. If we look at that excitement of I don't know what's growing. I don't know what this gift is going to be, but I'm still going to water and nurture it in excitement of when that day will come, because I think we've become very much, I want it now. Yeah. We're so impatient. With yes. Uh -huh. But life is a process and nature teaches us that as well. You know, mm -hmm. life has cycles. It has birth. It has, you know, bloom. It has harvest and it has, you know, decay and, and yeah. cycling back into the soil and, and letting everything mulch so that something new can be planted right. and grown and then, you know, expanded. And so there's know, no waste in nature, is there? We just want to stay purpose. all bloom yeah. in the West. We're like, we like the bloom and we like the harvest, but we don't want anything else. It's like, well. Yeah, but you know, you don't have the harvest without planting the seed and watering and nurturing yeah, it so that you can pick it when it's and harvest time. And you don't have time. the soil, you don't have the soil to right. plant the seed if you don't let things decay and, and release. Yes. So, yes. you know, it's all, you have to do the whole cycle and we're so petrified of death. I think that's really what, what COVID showed us, but you know, this mother nature, she wants us to experience all of it, yes. not just the parts we like. So we have mm -hmm. to be able to willing to look at the shadows, to look at the things that we don't like in our life, to look at our value judgments, our, our every, you know, all the things that we are thinking and feeling and have question about that right? and open it up to where, how can I be grateful? I like your, your statement about gratitude. It's like, how can I be grateful even for this moment, this thing that's happening that is uncomfortable? How can I be grateful for that? How is that bringing me deeper into myself, letting me learn about myself in the world? How is that expanding me in some way that that's happening for me? Yeah. You know, rather than like being like, I don't want that. Hmm. Well, when, when you look at lack, you will always feel empty. Yeah. You know, when you look at um, of what you do have, you know, of the gratitude, uh, you will realize how abundant you are. And that could be, you know, the, I think we need to actually understand what abundance is. It isn't 
you know, the trillion dollar home, the fast car, the 10 million followers, the, you know, um, I'm so drop dead gorgeous, everybody loves me. That's ego, right? You know, abundance is when your heart is full and when your soul is in purpose, when your spirit is in flight, when your mind is clear. You know, that's truly the abundance. That's truly the enrichment. And when you step into that, you understand why you're here, what you're here to do. And you're empowered to go out and step out and do it. And that's so enriching. So powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, the full heart is like the greatest gift ever. Mm. Because yeah. you know, no matter what happens, you've got the full heart. You can show up every day with that big full heart and just and just be in joy inside of yourself. And things can be all in chaos out there and, and you can just let it be in chaos because it's it'll sort itself out eventually. Mother Nature goes through phases of chaos and phases of order. Chaos and order, chaos and order. So, you know, eventually this is what I think about Latin American countries. They've already figured this out because mm -hmm. they'll often say, like, oh manana, manana. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not working out, they'll just say, Oh, manana, it'll work itself out at some yeah. point. Yeah. They don't worry about it. Well, I mean, I've interviewed an awful lot of people with, you know, physical challenges, no arms or, you know, loss of limbs uh, either to the war or not born with them. Um, you know, people who have had cancer, people who have had many, many challenges. And they look at all of those challenges and say, okay, okay, I don't have this anymore. But what I do have is that strength and courage and abilities that came from within me that has made me more enriched and more abundant. And there are people that are still living with their challenges every day. Um, maybe, you know, physical ailments or, or whatever the case might be, but they've just made them kind of partners. Okay, you're there, you're not going anywhere, but you're not going to overpower me and take my heart or take my soul or take my spirit. And there are days that I need to give you time fine, I'll give you time and nurturing so that I have the days where I can really be abundant and spend it out. So it doesn't like you step into this zone of enrichment and abundance and everything is perfect in your life. You still may carry your challenges with you. The thing is, they don't challenge you to live every day on the negative side. They show you how you can live on the positive side and how enriching you truly can be despite the challenges. Yeah, you can learn to weave it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's exactly. what we're here to do. We live yeah. in a, a universe of, we live in a, a construct of polarity. And our job, uh, the soul's evolution, is to bring it and weave it together so mm -hmm. that your zigs are like closer to the center. Zigs and zags are here, mm -hmm. not like way over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't want the big seesaw of highs <laughs> and lows. We just want to kind of keep it going up and down, to, you know? Keep it a nice tight yes. stitch down the yeah. middle. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. pretty much how we're, that's our goal. Yeah. And, you know, look at um, from every chaos and destruction, look at how, what the creativity has come. And there are so many creative things that came out of darkness. Yes. Um, that came out of, you know, I mean, look how we come together when there's a disaster, right? I mean, why can't we come together all the time? Exactly. But, you know, we should do that all the time. Maybe obviously when there's a disaster, we really, you know, load ourselves up and go out and deal with, and we maybe can't maintain that energy all the time. Who says that you have to, you know, one drop of your energy every day shared with someone is and a drop that person needs and a drop that you can spare. So it's doing something every day for someone in some way that really is your contribution because we are really here to contribute, aren't we? We are here to contribute in whatever way our gifts are here to shine. You know, definitely you're in your forum with your, with your podcast. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. and the message sharing and being a messenger and I feel the same way yes and all of us have our roles we all have our our functions and purpose in this life and when we slide into that it feels really good and in the flow and that's that's a good life we know how to weather the storms and there will always be storms because that's nature it's part of clearing out or moving things on um that's what it's all about. You know, it's not about kumbaya and, and I'm on this plane and nothing worries me and nothing's happening around me. Yeah, That's I'm delusional, done. right? <laughs> I got to I got to the top of the peak and now I'm done. Yeah. The, the problem is you get to the top of the peak and you finish with that lesson and you look down and you go, oh, wow, that was really great. I just climbed up that whole peak. And then you look in the front, you go, oh. There's another one. <laughs> There's another thing. I got my next mission in front of me you know, that's how it goes that's how yes. we keep expanding and growing and yes and learning what we're capable of and isn't that what we're here to do to Absolutely. expand to grow to learn to use our knowledge wisely to be there for one another in support isn't that what life is about you know it's not about how when you look at the people that reach fame global fame it is god knows how many zero 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 one percent but and we look at how many other people in the world that you know have never got their fame that should have had it for the things that they do but they don't do it for fame or glory they do it because of that conviction you know people who rescue animals people who who um rescue children people i see it all the time on on um, on youtube and on facebook of people throwing themselves into icy rivers to rescue an animal and that as far as i'm concerned is the sexiest thing out there it's to see somebody who will selfishly go and put themselves out there to help someone else. Yeah, absolutely. We we need more of that going on on the planet right now. And that's really what the book is about. Love mm -hmm. is fierce. And because a lot of women uh, may not realize how powerful they are, may not realize uh, the love that they have in their hearts, especially mothers. Yes. And love is a powerful force on the planet. And a mother's heart has powerful powerful love for her children and and when you when you experience that agape love when you know however you experience it your children inspire that in you you can expand that out mm. to other people to to the whole world you can expand that agape love because now you yes. know how to generate it within yes. yourself yes that's powerful and you have a powerful voice so women need to realize that they have these abilities they have this ability this agape love and they have this ability to inspire other people they have ability to speak powerfully to stand in their knowing and their intuition and their their wisdom and to realize that they have wisdom you know it doesn't it's not it doesn't have to be in a phd or a book right right it, you know it's yeah. like intuition and mother's wisdom is powerful and, yes and the planet needs that right now boy does it i also think it's a it's a wonderful lesson for the men right now the more that the women become empowered they're not looking for power like men are they're looking for empowerment to empower others to step into their loving light to be to show that love isn't mushy and isn't um a lack of, of power itself, that the, the power lives in that love and the more that you empower others. I think so many men are lost because um, they've been taught and they've been brought up a certain way and they've been taught how to treat women. And if you look at history, it's been about the suppression of women, keeping them in their place, barefoot and pregnant. You know, they don't have a voice. Um, they, they'd be too hysterical about that. They couldn't cope with that. But when you look at what a woman has to cope with on a daily basis, 
with all the crises that will go on with raising a family on working and managing a household, uh, a woman is extremely equipped to dealing with all of this. And we are now seeing it's the era of women. And it's not about women lording over men. It's about women now nurturing men and to understand we each have a role and to don't look at women as inferior. We don't look at each other as superior, that we're all in this together. We've all got a role to play here. And it, I think it takes a great deal of weight off the men's shoulders of having to carry it all. Yeah. And, and to step into also their more feminine side of love. It's okay if I cry. It's okay if I say I can't do this. It's okay if I break down. It means I'm human. It means I've stepped into my heart. Mm. I don't have to be tough all the time. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think they need that permission as well. And um, stepping into stepping into our, our motherhood, whether we have had children or not, stepping into our nurturing and bringing that for everything we do shows these men they don't need to carry that burden anymore. You know, we can share it. We can be there to love and nurture one another. Um, breaking down is not a weakness. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable is not a weakness. It's a truth and it's honest and it shows that you care. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of work to do on the planet right now, mm-hmm. you know, to open up and get past these egoic defenses and really learn how to be vulnerable with each other and, and step out of our roles up until now and experiment and see what's right for each person. Yes, yes. And we are seeing that. I mean, it's really wonderful what we are seeing. There's so many people that have stepped up and say, I don't like this. Um, you know, I, I am in a position of, of, a, of power or empowerment. I'm going to use maybe my voice, maybe my money to support the various groups that need their voice heard. And it's wonderful to see it. And of course, in government, we're seeing more women uh, being ignited, you know, vice president and many other roles, women of color, women of, of um, different sexual orientation. And it's wonderful to see because we're seeing the capability of women stepping up and being who they are. And as I said, it takes a lot of burden off the men, but it also shows because we're great multitaskers of how we can actually get more than one thing done at a time. <laughs> well, I like to focus on one thing at a time because I, I had so much multitasking. It's stressful. But, mm-hmm. you know, definitely we are capable of perceiving a lot. Um, women just need to realize how powerful they actually are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a woman who realizes her own power can be a beautiful example for her children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a woman that hasn't realized her power, well, you know, that also has its lessons and the children will learn from that. So either way, we're learning and that's what we came here to do. So, And we can be a mother without giving birth. Right? Yeah. We don't actually have to have children to step into that mother role. That mother role is that nurturing you know, that, that loving, that guiding, that um, guardianship of whoever we take under our wing. So you don't have to be a physical mother to step into the motherhood vibration, the motherhood love. Yeah, we all um, have the opportunity, man or woman, mm-hmm. to mother ourselves and yes. to really cultivate that frequency within ourselves. This is the reparenting that I'm talking about mm. in the book, is like helping people to reparent themselves and to bring in a positive female Uh, mothering energy and frequency and to understand our life lessons here because not everything is like you know here's your chocolate chip cookie and your milk (laughs) not like that yes love is fierce 
I mean, as the kids knew, I wasn't an apple pie mum. But you know, they came home after school, always to some treats with ever whoever kids came over and who's staying for dinner, round table, whoever's welcome. And it was always about the conversation, always about what did you learn today? Not academically, but about yourself, about life. You know, what excited you today? And I think we we need to ask, we need to include our kids. They may not have it all yet because they're learning, but my God, when we look at our young kids today and how creative, how intuitive and how brilliant they are, they are a beacon of hope for tomorrow. They absolutely are. So let's, let's just keep loving and nurturing them and we will discover ourselves in them that will give us permission to be ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so we we have we have a lot of kids entering the planet right now. There are different um, different consciousness levels yeah. than we are, mm -hmm. and they are going to teach us a lot. Oh boy, are they already are. Start getting listening. <laughs> yes, and yet, you know, don't put them down for being children. The beautiful thing about their their voices is that they haven't been contaminated. They are speaking their truth, their purpose, their view on life, which makes sense. The youngest person I interviewed was ten. And wrote a book, 365 Days of Gratitude with a Positive Attitude. Nice. And it was just very, very simple. If, if, if you're doing something that doesn't bring you joy, stop doing it and look for something that does. And as adults, we go so highfalutin and so complex and, oh, yes, but, oh, yes, but. No, if you're not happy at doing something, find something else to do. It's just logical. And yet it took a 10-year-old to tell us that. Yeah, 10-year-olds are really clear. They're tapped in. They didn't mm. forget. Exactly. We have a lot to learn from our children. And I also talk about that in the book, that these relationships between mother and child, they are, you know, our children are our teachers and yes. we are their teachers. And yes. so we're both teaching each other and we're a perfect puzzle piece match. So that's why it can be so vulnerable <laughs> because they're so close to our yes. wounds and so yes. like right on it. And then when you get older, like I am, you know, I'm in my 60s and my children are all in their 30s, is they switch roles. They start mothering you. Oh, nice. <laughs> right? So, and it's they want to take care of you. And they want to, to be there, you know, as my son keeps saying, look, mom, I not only wouldn't be here in giving birth, it was a difficult birth, but I wouldn't be here with the choices I've made you know, it was your voice that put me on the right path. Um, you, you, you are with me and in me all the time. So no, I want to be there for you. Will you nice. let me be there for you? And it's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. but I'll never stop being mother. Right. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You'll never stop being mother. I've got my first grandchild on the way from my youngest daughter, which I'm so excited about. We've got a little boy coming and I just can't wait. I'm already holding that child. I'm already holding that child close to my bosom, but I can't wait to physically hold that child and see where he goes in life. And that's the excitement with our children is that all we hear is custodians when we don't own them, you know, and what we teach them and how we love them and how we nurture them not only fills them up, but it fills us up. And then you've got loving people out there in the world who don't have time for discord and hate and anger because they know how wonderful it is to live in the love vibration. Yeah, once you've had an experience of that, you want to have some more of that. So yes, yes. It's that's nectar. important. Nectar. That's right. That's mm -hmm. the nectar. Absolutely. Have you got your book with you? 
I don't have a print a, a printed copy of it yet. It's going to be released in January, January twentieth, two thousand twenty one. Twenty one, yes. Yeah. We hope it's going to be a better year. <laughs> it's still going to be teaching so. us some lessons. I, I'm, uh, I'm doing my part to bring in some messages. That's yeah. <laughs> that's all we can do. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people just look at this twenty twenty. It's been a horrific year in many many ways. It has been, but what have we learned from the horror? What, a lot. what lessons have we learned? And the reason why COVID has to last so long and struggle has to so, last so long is because humans are so slow to learn. So the quicker you learn, the quicker we get out of it. Yeah, we have to slow down and listen. Yes. That's the key, listening. So yeah, so the book is going to be out January 20th and there's a website if people are interested to get uh, the first two chapters, a free download. Mm -hmm. It's motherwoundbook.com. Mother Wound Book. You have to put the book part because that other domain is owned by somebody else. So motherwoundbook.com. And there is a, uh, you know, two chapter free download when you order the book. So it's powerful. I've uh, channeled some messages from White Buffalo Calf Woman, who's an ascended master of, of beautiful teachings for Earth's uh, connection and, and getting into the harmony and frequencies of Earth consciousness. And it's a powerful, it was a powerful year writing that book and it's powerful to share it now. Mm -hmm. And of course you have your own uh, Soul Nectar show. Yes, Soul Nectar show. Uh, which I've been on. Thank yes, you very much. And you, you interview some wonderful people on there. Uh, all about igniting our souls and the nectar of that soul. And you have another website, kerryhummingbird.com. K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com. And, uh, uh, of course, you're a Kerry Hummingbird on your Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And you also have the Skills Not Pills movement. So just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, the Skills Not Pills movement I started a number of years ago just to convey to people that the information that they get from the one way to do everything <laughs> – Mm -hmm. is not necessarily true. Right. So it's just, you know, to think outside the box, like, yes, you have your medical establishment. Yes, they tell you that that's the one way to go is you have to go to your family doctor, or this doctor or that doctor medically trained. And that is one way to go. And uh, psychotherapy is one way to go. But there's a lot of other solutions out there beyond that when you mm -hmm. start to look for it. And you might need to use a different browser to find it because mm -hmm. I think Google is starting to... Uh, sensor people's searches so you might need to find a, a a private search engine to help you uh actually explore the internet so DuckDuckGo is a good one um but there's other search engines you just want to look at it to get one that actually shows you what's on the internet and not just what um corporate interests would like you to see but it, you know Especially this is pharmaceutical an corporate interest yeah exactly <laughs> but this is an opportunity skills not pills movement.com just get you started with that there's just a lot of interviews with different people who have overcome tremendous odds um, outside of the medical system. So you might find some use um, checking that out if that's if that's you, if you've got something going on, you know, and you want a, a different approach, it gives you some ideas for how to get started. And your other books, uh, quickly, briefly tell us about them. Yeah, I do have the second wave book, the second wave book, which is what we did. This is the one that's been on. on. Yeah, this has been going on for 68 weeks, international bestseller. Um, I channeled White Eagle for this one. Um, he's, uh, you know, my soul, my my soul self. And so White, uh, that book has been pretty pivotal for a lot of people in their awakening process. Mm -hmm. um, and my first book is Awakening to Me, and One Woman's Journey to Self-Love. And that one is on Audibles now as well. 
and it's won a bu- it's won a bunch of awards. It's a you know, it was interesting doing the audiobook because I was reading the audiobook from when I wrote the book, which was way before any of this happened to me. You're right. And and it was like interesting to tap into that person I used to be and read from that space for the audiobook. It was cool. So it's kind of interesting to look at because you can hear um, the how I'm changing and transforming through the process, even just reading the book aloud. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Reflection. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on something, it's, um, I mean, you know, you're a very accomplished writer, accomplished host, um, podcast hoster, and you really do live in your truth. And, um, you know, like the hummingbird, you're always feeding that nectar to other people. And so, you know, they're igniting their own bloom. So, you know, thank you for being um, on the planet and doing what you do. Thank you for having me on the show, Sarah. I really appreciate it. So it is a motherswoundbook.com. Motherwoundbook.com. Motherwound, no S. Motherwoundbook.com and also kerryhummingbird.com. They'll find all the books there. Yes, ma'am, they will. And also they'll be able to find your podcast there and go and listen to all the wonderful shows that you do as well. Yes, including yours. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was fun. We had a good time. And I invite people to come back and listen to our first show because we did talk about the second wave book, but we also talked about a lot of things about us opening up heart, soul and spirit because that's really what it's about, right? Please, it, life isn't about clumping down and crunching yourself up. Nothing. You're not guarding yourself. You are, you're hurting yourself. You have to be vulnerable and open up. And even if you feel the pain, it's okay, because through the pain, you'll understand the joy. And so don't be scared to go through the emotions that we have to go through. But you need to be open, like a flower in bloom, not closed off, because nothing good happens to you when you're closed off. That's right. Open up, open up, open up and breathe. Yes, definitely breathe. Deep, long breaths. (laughs) Deep breaths, belly breaths. And take a breath before you react to something, <laughs> right? By the end of that breath, you'll realize it's not worth it. It's just en- wasted energy, right? Where else can you put that energy that's more beneficial? I agree. So we have pretty well got through 2020, um, maybe scathed, but alive. 2021, we're going to still have a little of this mess with us for a while, but it's been a wonderful time for people who have redirected and reseeded. And we're going to see some incredibly fruitful things come out in 2021. And, you know, it's not sit back and wait for it. We can all be a part of it. I said one drop in the ocean, right? Uh, You know, trillions and quadrillions of drops make the ocean be that drop. Uh, participate in your own life, participate in the lives of others, be a part of nature because you are here to contribute. And when you contribute and you're giving, you will understand the beautiful, wonderful thing of receiving. Absolutely. And as each one of us ascends our energy and our consciousness, we affect everybody around us. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Be the beacon of light, you know, that others need to see right? Shine the light on them because you are the light. So don't be afraid to step into it because it's really a great place to be, isn't it, Carrie? It is. It's awesome. Once you get into it and get into the flow, it's beautiful. Yeah. You don't want to be anywhere else. Right. Well, thanks so much, Carrie. And, uh, you know, as I said, I've enjoyed all your posts to do with uh, Peru and all your wonderful excitement there. And I look forward to your next adventures and watching them as well. And, uh, you know, let me know when the the book comes out or certainly post it away like crazy. And, uh, 
to everyone else, remember, life is about opening up, experiencing it, good and bad, because it will lead you to the joy of real living in your heart. Nurture the mother within you and allow your own inner child to come out fully and abundant. Until next time, bye for now. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.